Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin today a very special um, shir, a series on the Kuntris called Vyadatik Yishalom Ayalecha of Rav Chaim Friedlander, Peaceful Home, the man's guide to having a loving relationship with his wife. Um, has a lot of Askamas on it, Rav Shach and others. It's a tremendous, tremendous Kuntris. And it's not just for Hassanim, it's for all married men, no matter how long you're married, like I'm going to demonstrate as we go through this Kuntris. And the truth is for those um, men, married men that are in the Bias Panimi group, where we're like sort of zooming in on practical um, things pertaining to um, enhancing Shalom Bias as a, as a Jewish husband. Um, this series is extremely important uh, to review. It's also in similar with there'll be a lot of practical applications to it. I'm trying to find a like-kind Kuntris um, written for um, Kalas and also for Jewish wives, but we'll get to that point. And when I do find with the correct research that, I'll hope to give Shuram on that as well. Bagdama here, we're going to start with. And he says as follows: Kuntris zu nichta b'siyata deshmaya b'avur chasanim b'nei Torah. This kuntris, this essay, is written with the help of Hashem for the benefit of chasanim, students of Torah, lahochenes atzmom likras nisueihem, to prepare themselves as they approach marriage, their marriage. Matras hakuntris, the purpose of this kuntris. He lost his lahem as to give them guidance. Shall yoda that through this guidance, Yuchlu Livnai says, Beisam Alpi Derechatayra, they could build their houses in the way of the Taira. Shehi Derecheha Darche Noyam, Vichol Nisivoiseha Shalim. Because the Taira's ways are pleasantness, and all her pathways are peace. This is based on a Pasuk Emishle, Paragimel, Pasuk Yud Zion. And here we have very often, sometimes, there's misconceptions with people, depending on the chinuch that they had or their own, um, you know, misconceptions of things where they think the Torah is there to make things difficult and hard. And it's really not true. Absolutely not true. Its ways are extremely pleasant and peaceful. And that is the purpose here. Now, could they live in order to build a home from its inception? In this pleasant way, a chassan must prepare himself to learn well his job, his role in building a home. Very often, chassanim don't even aren't even aware that they have a tafkid, they have a specific role, a goal, a mission in life. That a big part of it is being a husband. Now, for many of us that we've been married for many years, some of us over five years, over 10 years, over 20 years, over 30 years, sometimes we may have not realized going in, and we shouldn't have chalisha sadash or feel bad that we didn't have an, uh, you know, the right hadracha going in. It's never, ever too late. And the truth is, is that's part of our job as people that are married and married for a long time. We have an obligation, number one, is to help our children and our debachrim, the chassanim that are going into marriage, that they get get up and start on the right foot with the right hashkafis, which this country is going to explain. But it's for us also to reorient ourselves and to make it a priority going forward. 
He needs to know his obligations relative to his future wife. Over Iker, and here is a fascinating thing. Listen carefully. Over Iker lahakar tiva. And most importantly, it's to recognize and be sensitive to her nature, and to her aspirations. Now, what she's telling us, by the way, is that we do not have to become major mechanchim or psychologists or psychiatrists or professional coaches. Every one of us has that ability built in within us to be able to understand with effort, with some skill and effort, to understand the nature of our wives, her nature and her aspirations, and what her goals are. And all of Gamlodas, he also needs to be aware of the challenges of life that will come up between a husband and wife in order to prevent him. And if these problems do rise up, they would be prepared to deal with those problems so that the problems can be alleviated before it becomes entrenched. When they're like still in their young stages, you could resolve the problems. This is another aspect of many, many um, you know, people who get, go into marriages where they don't realize that they could really, truly prevent a lot of problems if they just are aware from beforehand what normal problems may come up in life and to learn the skills in order how to handle it before it becomes a crisis. And this essay, Yafiku Tayeles Gam Elu Shekvar Nesuim this essay will help couples who have been married for many years. Many years. That's why I am giving this shear here, and I'm going to emphasize not just for Hassanim, which will be obvious, but to explain how this kuntris applies to every single married man, no matter what age they are, and no matter how long they've been married. Yes, our king, more than this, the ones who are already married will gain right away practical benefits from reading this country, even more than the chasanim. How so? Because of the immaturity and the lack of experience of chasanim, they don't yet recognize their new role that they're going to have. And the new experience that is awaiting from them. They know it maybe intellectually a little bit, but they really don't know. For many of these chasanim, these topics are like solutions even before they are aware of the problem. So they can't properly understand them. In other words, because of the lack of experience, they don't even understand what how they will benefit so much from what they're learning. While if you're married and been married for years and years, you'll understand pretty much right away the benefits of what this country has to offer. 
So it's important for Hasanim to understand Every Hasan needs to understand that even though right now they're not yet married when they're learning this, so they may feel, how am I going to benefit? But they need to understand they will benefit very, very much from what's written here from the first moment of their marriage. Even if right now the importance of these topics is not yet clear to the chazan, because it's still in the theoretical mode, but if he absorbs what it's saying here, as soon as he gets married, he'll realize its importance. Therefore, they need to learn every single chapter with concentration. And to put these words in their memory and in their hearts, deep in their hearts, in their inner hearts, so they will they will be able to apply these lessons when the time comes. And encounter and 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 get the maximum benefit from them. Young married men who I gave these lectures to, heard the lectures I gave to Chassanim, and when they heard them, they thought to themselves, these lessons on married behavior are not relevant for me. The issues won't happen to me. They think we could come across in this country with a lot of life issues, and you think to yourself, that's not me, though. That's not my kala. We're not going to have those types of issues. Ulam, however, right after they're married, after they were married, they began to see the tremendous value of these lectures and how they gained from it, how they benefited from them. Yes, you could gain a lot of knowledge from these lessons by experiencing the pitfalls in marriage directly. The pitfalls, and the successes through the years of, of, as the years went by. There's no wiser person than a person who had endured life's challenges. So many, many of us who are listening to this have been married a long time and we're wiser, hopefully, from it. Just like you can't understand words of Torah unless you first are stumbling from it, similar to this is a married life. A lot of times we bump into problems and then we adjust and we learn from it and we grow from it. Now he writes in parentheses, and this is very important, that we need to be careful not to fall into this, and if we did, to really stop. The Tzareinu, sadly, we see, we see fools, that even from life's tests and failures, they don't learn from it. Like it says in Mishlei, Perak Havav, Pasek Yudalef, like a dog who chews and then returns to his uh, to his uh, to his vomit. A fool repeats his foolishness without learning the lesson. And some of us sometimes fall into this. We know in our brains that we fall into the same negative patterns in our married life, 
And we have to stop that. When we know something's not working or we know something is wrong, we need to correct it and not be like the, what this Pasuk and Mishle describes. Of course, there's a better way to succeed in a marriage relationship. is To prepare for it in advance. And to learn techniques that will prevent the conflict before the conflict even occurs. And to have the wholesome relationship from the very inception of the marriage. So that's very, very important. And for us who are married longer and for a while, we cannot be discouraged. We know we could always start from fresh with a fresh pair of eyes, with a ischaskus, with ischachus, no matter what happened in the past, to reframe our minds and learn the values of these contrasim and practice them, and that will enhance our shalom bayish tremendously, no matter what it was before, beforehand. Now, initial, if you're going to ask, why is this generation different? Why is it that today, in our generation, we need much more guidance. This that we never heard from the earlier generations. Truth be told, it's very likely that they did need a lot of hadracha in prior generations, and they may have not been given to them. Um, you see, in the world of Midas and Hilchas Lashon Hara, where the Chavetz Chaim in his dar spread out the svarim because it was lacking. Of course, there's a Hadgosha. Every, every generation has its thing that is specific to them. But the truth is, most likely, um, the previous Jairus would have also benefited from this knowledge. But why now more, though? There are many answers to this. And I'm going to mention a few of them. And here is the first one. Our young people, our young people never experienced the hardships of life that was tested by the youth of the previous generations or the generations prior to it. And therefore, and therefore they are less prepared to endure hardship. You had in those days where people were mamish barely had what to eat. And it was a very, very rough life. Maybe more simple in many ways, but a very rough life. They were not spoiled. They were not delicate. They were they had they were forced to wake up to a real reality that many of us are pampered and don't even realize, you know, a hard day is when, you know, it's raining outside a little bit. You know, in those days, there was a whole different, uh, you know, um, scenario, which we're not really going to get into detail over here. But if you study the way it was in previous generations versus our generation, you see how clearly that was. You had where... Nebuch, um, a mishpacha, someone could have had, um, you know, 10 children and maybe one or two um, survived uh, into adulthood. And you had all these things going on in all these generations that these days, Baruch Hashem, we're safe from and many of us are spoiled in the sense that we were not tested this way. So Bismanenu in our current generation, Kasher, Hakol, Mispateach, Everything goes quickly. 
There's fast solutions for everything. The smartphone, the, 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 the cars, and so on. And we want easy answers. We don't want to apply to ourselves patiently. Savlonis is like a dirty word for a lot in our generation. There's a climate of luxury. There's a climate of self-gratification. And to our great dismay, it, it comes to us too. It's in the whole generation, but in our culture, even in our from culture, we also have that climate of excess luxury and self-gratification. And we're looking for we're always looking for comfort. We're looking always for easy solutions. They're not ready to endure and to suffer in silence. Now, by the way, I want to say this again, and you need to know this. When we say here the dignity of suffering in silence, we're not talking about being a shmata. We're not talking about just um, accepting abuse, chas v'shalom, or anything like that. You have to protect your life. There has to be dignity to it. But the bottom line is, similar to Aharon HaKoyin, Vayidoy Maharin, when he was silent, Hashem made it this way for many, many reasons. It's a good world, but it's a world that has challenges. And therefore, there are many, many things in life that every person has to go through where part of the solution is, is simply to endure it, go through it. You need to suffer through it, learn the lessons from it. Till they will find a satisfactory solution. Therefore, we mentioned this in other shiurim, you speak to a couple that were married for 60 years and you interview them. And they're like two peas in a pod. They, they, you see, they clearly love each other. They do everything together. Everything's so sweet. And you ask them, what's your secret? They will admit, very often they will admit, you know, we had a lot of rough patches. There may have been even a full year or two years of tzkufa in their marriage. It was very, very, very rough. Even in their getting along with each other was rough. They had a lot of stresses and a lot of difficulty. But they learned, they realized they loved each other. This is part of life sometimes. And they endured it. They suffered through it. They prayed. They, they worked through it, whatever it is. But they didn't just give it up. Like, like you know, when we like turn over a car after a year um, to get a new car, you know, uh, marriage is not like that. But a young couples have difficulty understanding that concept. If a young couple has everything they need and everything is served on a silver platter, that inflates their ego, and they say, whether they say it or they think it, I deserve everything. I deserve a beautiful marriage. I deserve a wife that just caters to every every uh, whim. By the way, for the women who are listening to this, it's important when you listen to this, you could use this two ways. You could listen to this and encourage your husbands to listen to it, yes. But the truth is, everything in human nature goes both ways. Yes, men and women are different, and they are different in many, many ways. But in certain ways, they are similar. And in this nakuda of the spoiledness 
or the uh, luxury and the self-gratification and not wanting and wanting simple, easy solutions or throwing something out uh, right away like it's a disposable is prevalent among both men and among women. And Hassanim and Kalas both need, both need to learn this. And men and women in their own marriages need to develop this as well. But again, the focus of the Shiurim are on this contrast, which is for men. But the women who listen to it, they need to use their shikaladas to understand that some of this, yes, is on the husband, but some of it is human nature that the women also need to work on these things. And here is one example of it, this common um, dilemma and issue that young people have in our generation. Right? If you have a big ego, it's very difficult to compromise on your own desires for the sake of your husband or wife. And it, diminish, it diminishes your capability of being mevater, of overlooking things. Therefore, it's for these reasons, it's important today to give instruction before marriage. It will bring a tremendous toyeles. And I will add, it will bring not just a tremendous toyeles for Hassanim, but it will, it will bring a tremendous toyeles for married couples who are married even for many, many years. And we'll continue, Me'at Hashem, in this series, and I really encourage you to listen. I encourage all of you who have boys that are Hasanim or close to Hasanim age to give them this text and to have them listen to the Shiorim. Hatzlocha and Bracha.